commencement, the beginning of a new era in higher education is amazing. Thousands of copies have been sold across the United States and the world. You can pick up your copy today on Amazon. Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to ed up on the Ed Up Experience podcast, where we make education your business. This is your special guest host, Dr. Michelle Cantu-Wilson. I'm filling in today for the amazing, incredible, and world-famous Joe Salus Joe. Uh, I serve as the trustee for San Jacinto College in Southeast Houston, and I am also the owner of Vida Linda Consulting, a higher education leadership consulting firm that offers practical leadership training for the executive the mid-level leader, the staff leader, and the student leader. And speaking of leaders, I'm so excited to be joined today by a renowned leader and my co-host for today, none other than the president of University of West Los Angeles, Robert Brown. President Brown, welcome to the show. I'm so sorry I don't have the bells and whistles that Joe often has, but can you please, with some enthusiasm, tell us about yourself before we introduce our special guest? Wow, thank you, Michelle. Thank you very much for the introduction. That's very gracious of you. Uh, I'm Robert Brown, president of the University of West Los Angeles. Uh, I've been the president there for 25 years. Wow. Uh, yes, that's what I say too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been 25 years. We are a for-profit institution uh, that I uh, am the majority owner of. Um, we were founded in 1966. And uh, I took over in 1998, and I acquired the university in 2011. Wow. So I'm very happy to uh, do that. We are an opportunity-driven institution. Uh, the reason that we are for-profit is because we do not receive any public funding whatsoever. That's uh, but that also enables us to for, for, uh, you know, go after our mission, mm -hmm. to, to, to pursue our mission uh with uh, uh uh without the restraints if you will mm. of you know sometimes what happens in the public sectors uh we are an opportunity driven school we are all inclusive school uh we have produced we have two uh disciplines law and business we have mm -hmm. a law school that's been around for years we produced hundreds of lawyers and judges in I the los that. angeles area uh we have a recently uh, developed business school. We have students from all over the world. Uh, and I'm very proud. I'm a kid from South Central LA. And my mission is to provide the same opportunity to others that uh, I was afforded, uh, begrudgingly mm. uh, afforded, um, uh, but nonetheless was able to undertake and achieve and to propel myself. I was a corporate lawyer for 15 years uh, before I entered into academia. Uh, I, I've been an attorney for 45 years overall. Uh, I'm an arbitrator, uh, real estate lawyer, uh, and I do a number of other things, but I, I really enjoy my love and passion is bringing back to our communities uh, the opportunity for people to change their lives, both from a social and economic standpoint of view. That's really important to me. That's what I was able to achieve. And uh, that's why I am at the University of West Los Angeles. It is my passion and my love. Well, I love hearing that. It shows in your voice. And I'm so glad considering everything that you're doing in the world to save the world that you have time for this little show. Thank well, you so much for being here. This is really important to me. I, I happen to know this, our interviewee this today. 
I know you do. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce him because he is one of your own, and I'm sure you're very proud. Our guest today is the Vice President of Admissions, Recruitment, and Marketing for the University of West Los Angeles, Troy. Troy Brown, welcome to the show. Tell us about thank you, yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Our key key question here, and we jump right into things here. We want to get into Let's the conversation. It. We're going to skip Let's the small it. talk, okay? Let's um, do it. So tell me, Troy, what do you do and how do you do it? Great question. Um, again, Troy Brown, thank you for the introduction. Um, my title is Vice President and Director of Recruitment and Marketing, as you stated. Um, mm -hmm. So basically, I'm over the funnel, you know, as we call it in higher education, the funnel, which is um, from initial um, sort of inquiry, you know, where the student sees us and sees our face, all the way mm -hmm. to them um, enrolling. And, and, and I actually really like to continue that and kind of be engaged in the student experience. I think that that's important. Um, I agree. And, and so, um, especially as a for-profit institution, you know, we, we, we really try to be, you know, unfortunately with the stigma that we have sometimes, we mm -hmm. try to be um, not transactional, but rather relationship oriented, right? And so uh, it's important, you know, President Brown walks the halls, um, sees the students, and I try to do the same, not because of name or, or title, or rather just them knowing that somebody's there to talk to them and, right. and to wish, wish them well along the way. Um, so so my, my job, my, my job is, is very vast. I enjoy it. And it's really just being, being one with the students and really um, growing the relationship that UWA tries to instill from the jump and continuing it through to graduation. Yeah, you mentioned that, uh, that there's a stigma with for-profits, but from what uh, President Brown has said, and from what I've seen of you, I did look up your TED Talk and, and all about you, but from what I've seen of who you are as people, um, I think the work is exactly the same. It is exactly the same. So talk to me about the services that you offer at your institution um, that you see everywhere else in higher education. Um, and you mentioned inclusivity specifically. So talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, again, um, let, let me talk about our programs, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Our programs, um, we have the School of Law, uh, which has been around since 1966, which we are, we are extremely proud of. Amazing. Um, and and, and let, let me back up first and say, this is, you mentioned it first, you mentioned the TED Talk, I wasn't gonna mention it. I've done a lot of different interviews, but you know, this one's a special for me. Uh, not only to have my boss, but my father um doing this with me is really great well i miss wait pause hold <laughs> yeah, pause yeah. i really need joe's uh special keyboard here uh this is an amazing moment and that's the the button that joe would push robert you didn't mention that we were interviewing your son uh, elvin you didn't mention that i was interviewing the father and son this has to be a podcast first i'm so honored this is an amazing yeah. story so please continue yeah, yeah. So it, it's fun for me. You know, it's a little, little nerve-wracking. I kind of got to watch what I say a little bit because my boss ain't my father, but, you know, it's fun <laughs> nonetheless. And so um, I just wanted just to, to get that, you know, say that, that that's really special for me on this podcast. So thank you. It is. Um, so again, we have the School of Law. It's been around since 1966. I mean, California Bar accredited ever since. Um, that's special. You know, that, mm. that, that, that's a special, special uh, place to be in. Um, as well as our School of Business, which we added uh, not too long ago, I think it was 2018. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, for us, um, driving the ball forward, 
within the community is important. You know, President Brown spoke about um, where he's from and his background a little bit, but I think I think we really cherish being in the community mm-hmm. um, and, and being a place where students often feel, um, you know, in, in different universities and places they feel they don't feel seen, you know, they don't feel right. heard. Um, right. There's a population of students who don't do well in that in that in that in that in those places. We service that student that does do well in those places because they might want a more smaller community and the student that doesn't do as well. Um, mm-hmm. And they feel like, hey, Troy and President Brown know me by name. Troy and President Brown walk the hallways. You know, it, it, that, mm-hmm. that's really, that's like, I can't, I can't explain how important that is. It's funny that you talk about for-profit as well. We, we, we touched on it. I, I, I heard an interview actually, it was just two days ago, I can't remember well, but a billionaire was looking for a place to go for his daughter. Mm-hmm. And you think he has, he can go anywhere he wants, you know, the Harvard's, Wheels, et cetera. And he was looking for a for-profit institution for his daughter to go to college because he said that the for-profit institutions weren't just there by endowment or by state fund, but rather they cared about what they did. Interesting. And, and that hit me. And, you know, so it, so it really did for me as a person who's part of a for-profit, it turned the paradigm, which we think about it, and it said, hey, from a man who's a billionaire who obviously is smart and well, well, well knowledgeable, his right. view on it is different. I think that that's the view when he said, I was like, that's exactly what we strive to do. Mm. We strive to be here because we want to be here. Right. And, 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 we, and we, we believe in what we're doing. We're not here to, because the state funds us, we're not here because our endowment funds us, we're here because we want to be. And, and I think that that shows throughout the, throughout the decisions from janitor to president, you know, it's not about the name on the back of the jersey, but it's the name on the front of the jersey, which is the University of West Los Angeles. I love that. That's wonderful. And uh, President Brown, do you have anything that you want to ask your key employee and also the, your pride and joy? Well, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Troy, talk a little bit about the relationship base. I mean, you know, we, we touched on that and used that term. You know, I, I have always professed, you know, that we're relationship based rather than transactional based. Uh, as a, you know, again, we find always in our academic community now you have to defend being a for-profit. And I think that that's part of how society has continued to oppress other people is mm-hmm. because, you know, they want the public schools not to have the competition. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with the public schools. I certainly have no uh, criticism of them. Mm-hmm. However, they're not for everybody. And unfortunately, the more conventional right. methods are not necessarily for for everybody, there was an article in the uh, 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 I think it was Wall Street Journal the other day about how the twelve presidents of Harvard of the elite schools probably could change the world in terms of how they ad- admit people. You know, uh, as we know, they recently banned affirmative action, but 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 the real problem is not necessarily affirmative action. It's really all the other things that a lot of people get into Harvard, Yale. Um, that give them that really continue to perpetuate the privilege. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. those who get the privilege in our society, and they're not necessarily merit-based. People like to think just about grades. No, it's about activities. It's about legacy. It's about so many other different things. Right. I consider UWLA to be the antidote to that. Mm-hmm. I consider the UWLA to be a place where people from all walks of life. And I live, and I mean that we have people from all over the world, every socioeconomic status, they mm-hmm. come because I believe that we're relationship-based. 
We're trying to provide a quality education. And by the way, let me mention that we are WAS accredited, which is I one of the that. highest accreditations that you can get. Uh, we are WAS accredited, we're Cal Bar accredited. And uh, our whole impetus is to provide opportunities. So with that all said, contextually, Troy, you know, what, what do we mean when we say we're relationship oriented? Sure, great, great question, thank you. Um, and from my, from my perspective, it's multifaceted, right? Um, relationship um, can mean many things, and I think that UWA does. So again, as I mentioned, I hate to just hop it, President Brown's relationship with the students, right? That's mm -hmm. one relationship. Um, it's the relationship between um, how we uh, have students in our community and prepare them for the outside world, right? right? We really want our students to come in and feel like they can walk away with something and they can contribute to some of those. That relationship mm -hmm. is very important to us. And then, you know, on a bigger scale, the relationships that the university builds um, with different places. So for instance, we have a relationship with the net, with the 99 cent store. We have a relationship with Bank of America where we go and we have um, what's called lunch and learns or, you know, we go we'll do informationals and then students from these huge organizations see value in us. And we have a relationship where we can help the students um, continue their, their education. And those relationships are also important to us. So I think that um, from my perspective, sitting in the seat that I do, the relationship that UWA builds is on every sort of, or every corner that it touches. Okay. And so that, 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 that isn't a, that isn't a sole um, perspective, but rather mm -hmm. saying the University of West Los Angeles um, cares about all the relationships that it holds. And I think that's, again, what separates us. We're not, where do we, we really, I think we really, and it's not because I work, I think we really do a really good job of making people, no matter what corner you're on, feel cared about. And it's mm -hmm. not just about, it's not just about if you're a student or not. Let me, let me also go back to that. We, we are our dean, our, our, our teachers, our faculty, um, they're able to provide advice to students, any kind, whether you're a student or a prospective student or just a person interested in general, and they really do it out of the kindness of their heart. Um, it's not because you're enrolled at UWA, mm -hmm. but rather that, that relationship saying, hey, you're a part of the UWA family. Right. And how important that is. And that is important. And I, but be, because I have a background in you know, teaching in higher ed, I know that faculty have heavy, heavy loads. You know, you've got to get through so much curriculum by the end of the semester, uh, by the end of whatever part of term, if it's a five-week class or a 10-week class or a 16-week class. So relationship building in the face of the standards that you have to meet as a law school, that has to be a challenge. How do you find those faculty that are able to do both the relationship building and the necessary and rigorous teaching that goes along with helping someone to achieve that degree and, and pass the bar. That's asking a lot. You know, Michelle, if I can just jump in real quick and, and really kind of at least start the answer and I'll let Troy mm -hmm. finish the answer. And this is really key. We know that the heart of the professors, the, the heart of any university is the professor-student interface. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what the hardest situation is. as a I agree. institution, you know, like ours, we make certain that that interface with the emphasis being on the student, mm -hmm. and, you know, that it tilts a little bit towards what the student needs, but you also have to provide for the needs of the professor. Right. So we know that within our environment, 
A, one of the key things that we add value on is that we try to recruit people like yourself who are also experienced outside of the academic environment so that they can weave into the academic environment their experiences in that particular subject matter. That so when you sense. come to UWLA, the, the, the majority of our professors, and matter of fact, we, I think we have 40% of our, 35 to 40% of our law school faculty are, are, are state court judges. They're judges, wow. so, so, so yes. So you actually are sitting there with someone who two or three years from now, you may be actually appearing in front of. Amazing. Passion for teaching. And they right. bring that into the academic environment. But now the other side of that is that we recognize that we've now got to provide supplementary pedagogical skills to that judge or to that Absolutely. attorney who's, who's, a, who's a subject matter expert. So we work hard to make sure that we support the professors first and foremost, in terms of their pedagogical skills, how do you teach? You know, how do they make the classroom environment exciting, providing that academic experience? On the other side of it is, you know, we have students who, you know, they, in many instances, need additional supplementary support as well. They're, they're yes. very intellectually bright. And sure. that's what people don't get. You can be very intellectually bright, but lack some of the uh, educational skills to really pursue higher education. So we now in a smaller environment, we then add on support to the students, mm -hmm. provide them with that support, to provide them with that nourishment. So we don't handhold you know, everyone, but we provide them an environment and the skills and the, and the access to help give them the best chances of being successful, mm -hmm. as well as the fact that we have equipped all of our facilities with all the technology uh, so that we can provide either online, hybrid, or on-campus experiences that are that I believe are are equal to any that you're ever going to find. We've spent a lot of money on technology. You know, mm -hmm. our classrooms. You you can be sitting in a classroom in our one of our campuses and physically sitting there uh, interfacing with a professor, but some of your classmates be on the screen, and they may be in other parts of the world. Right. So right. But. but so I, I apologize for kind of taking us off on that tangent. <laughs> it's okay. But as you know, I'm very proud of, of what we do, but that's the heart of the experience. Uh, Troy, do you want to elaborate any further? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you know, and, I, and I, I don't think that oftentimes you know, people are in the conversations, but President Brown really speaks to how important that heart of the, of the student faculty interface is. And, you know, I think that he's done a great job of showing that Mm -hmm. um, by investing in, for instance, the technology that, that we have, um, by investing in making sure that the teachers, no matter whether they're first year teachers or 40th year teachers, because we do have four year teachers, have continued mm -hmm. education, you know, and how important that is um, in terms of the success of these students um, coming to and through UWA. And then from my perspective, right, how important it is for my customer, right, right. because from where I sit there, customer, to um, to have this sort of a president who backs that value of that education and, and, and puts and puts everything behind it to show it. So mm -hmm. uh, I totally, totally agree. Oh, yeah. Join the movement to mobilize and revolutionize higher education by picking up your copy of Commencement, the beginning of a new era in higher education today. This book has been featured in Forbes, NPR, Harvard Business Review, CEO World Magazine, NBC News, CBS News, and Business Insider, among many others. 
Don't miss out on what today's highest college leaders have to say about the future of higher education. Pick up your copy on Amazon. Yeah, and that part of it, that uh, pedagogical support is important for the faculty, like you mentioned. So you're speaking my language when you talk about helping our content experts to become people experts. I think that is, you know, undersold in higher ed. And then the other part of it, of course, is the idea that you have um, students from all walks of life who need to engage in certain ways. And what we forget is that everyone needs to learn how to, and I'm doing air quotes now, how to college. Um, how to college is a very specific skill set. And it sounds like you prepare your students with additional support mechanisms to get them prepared for the classroom and beyond. Let's talk about the industry, particularly like your two industries that you're covering, business and then law. What are the challenges that you see in the industries that are causing you to amend your approach or go above and beyond, like looking at the 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 legal landscape, you, what are you seeing where you're saying, aha, this is a teachable moment, or we need to be prepared for this that's coming on the horizon or on business, whatever you prefer to talk about, Troy? You know, it's interesting. That's a very good question, first and foremost. Very good question. And can I, can I, again, to be very frank, I don't think we ever stop. You know, it, it isn't where we all of a sudden take a moment and say, this is something that, that we need to um, use to perpetuate the university forward. I think we use every single moment and we, we try to find really every new advancement that we can to push forward the university and the students that attend it. And, mm -hmm. I, and I say that wholeheartedly, you know, we, again, because we don't have that endowment because we are, we're, we're not looking, we don't, we're not, we're trying to stay ahead. We really are trying to stay on the cusp of um, what's new and what's great. And oftentimes, pushing the line. You know, right. again, I, I don't come from an academia background. That's not my background. So I'm always going to President Brown and say, hey, let's try something more, you know, more customer focused, you know, which is outside of the academia lane. Mm -hmm. and, and, and he might say, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that's a poor idea. But nonetheless, we have the ability to do these things, right? right. And so it, it isn't where we're, we, we, we actually are more uh, forward standing on our feet. You know, mm -hmm. we're not back on our heels. We're right. not waiting for a moment to come. Um, we're, we're always on our toes, looking at how we can keep keep ahead of the right. curve. Um, I think, right. I think uh, again, I know that I work there, so I sound sort of um, biased, but I, 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 we do a great job of um, pivoting. What we talk about is behind closed, being able to pivot and mm. not having, you know, being stuck in the, um, old ways, but rather, um, for instance, pandemic. Pandemic mm -hmm. was a life change, world changing. Absolutely. For us, it was world changing, but it didn't take us that long to pivot. My team, my admissions team was already on computers. Zoom was already, we already were using Zoom because mm -hmm. we were, President Brown has had us ahead of the curve. So really, we only just closed our doors. To be honest with you, we were already we were already putting in the technology into the classrooms. We just sped it up a little, you know, the timeline. We, mm -hmm. we really do a great job of um, taking um, whatever is new and whatever is coming that can help our students and help our faculty um, be at the forefront of education um, and really do push to make those things available to everyone. And again, like right. President Brown, like yourself, you know, 
if our if our best teacher professor faculty member is in Houston for this class we're going to go get that professor and we're going to have them teach um, a, a, an online course for right. our students because we know that's what's best and the and the relationship is going to be just like this they don't know if you're in Houston or if you're in you know Beverly Hills right. you know but right. rather they feel because of your care for the student, which all of our professors and faculty members have, that their relationship is gonna be really one that's valuable. Very good, thank you so much. President Brown. Yeah, you know, I just wanna amplify again, uh, and piggyback off of what Troy said, he said something really important, and going to your question. In, in academia, we're now faced with some really major challenges. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you in particular what they are. And, and let me just preface that by saying one of the key things at UWLA that we pride ourselves on is not treating everybody equally, but treating people equitably and making right. that distinction. Okay. So we important. don't treat everybody equally. We treat them equitably. Uh, we do what that person needs to have done. I have four kids and I used to tell my kids, you know, um, I'm not going to do for you what something because your brother or sister got something done for them. I'm going to do it because mm -hmm. you have to justify to me what you need. And I use right. the same philosophy from an academic standpoint of view in terms of my leadership influence. And of course, you know, I'm just, I'm just one of a number of people who have influences over the institution. I'm not the sole mm -hmm. influence. You know? mm -hmm. But that said, we are faced with some major challenges. Number one is now with the advent of the pandemic and how people got accustomed to in many instances over the last three years of doing things through Zoom and having that convenience. How do we lure people back to the campuses, especially with technology? How do we right. make certain that that interface and, and is, is, is as supportive and as efficacious as it, as it needs to be? The mm -hmm. second thing that we have to now confront, and I actually had a colloquium with my uh, faculty, you know, again, and our deans, and I challenged them about artificial intelligence. You know, oh, how, interesting. how, how, you know, you know, whether you like AI or, or don't like it, and whether you mm -hmm. believe in it or you don't believe in it, it's going to be a part of our lives for the future. And we would mm -hmm. be remiss not to figure out the appropriate ways, the, you know, right. the, the correct ways to incorporate or and, and to teach our students how to, how to, how to deal with it. People look sure. at it from a fear-based standpoint of view of just the plagiarism aspect. But, you know, the fact of the matter is for all of us in the future, just like calculators were, you know, many years ago, when I was in business school <laughs> many, many years ago, they wouldn't let us use calculators, okay? But right. they realized everybody was going to do it. So right. now AI is going to be a part of our, of, of our students' arsenal, if you will, oh. of tools to, to deal with business. How, what's the what's the proper way now to incorporate that into our curriculums and and mm -hmm. and teach the professors and the students how to best utilize them? So right. there's a lot of there's a number of challenges facing our environment, our academic environment, to make our students, which is which should always be the key. What's in the best interest of the students? You know, to prepare them to be successful. I like to say that I want our students to be able to utilize what they learned on Thursday and Friday in their job pursuits on Monday and Tuesday of the following mm -hmm. week. Very good, right. And I love that analogy of the, the calculator, you know, uh, to AI, because how suspicious were people of a device that could do the math for you, right? 
how suspicious was the world of that little device? And now here we are facing it again on a different level. So I appreciate you bringing that up as a challenge. Uh, we're going to start to move into the last questions of the of the uh, of the show. And Troy, I want you to think about something that's happening at UWLA that you're really excited about, something that you want to share or uh, something that we missed talking about that you want to make sure that our audience hears about your very unique and successful institution uh, that has two programs, business and law, and very uh, uh, capable faculty operating at both levels. What are we missing here? And then roll into our last question, which is, what do you think is the future of higher ed? Okay, so one of the things that I think that I'm really, really, really excited about, actually, you know, President Brad and I chat all the time, and again, we spoke about relationships, right? Right. And, and, and so uh, we know right now, you know, one thing that I think makes us a little different is we don't go after the, we go after the traditional students, you mm -hmm. know, straight out of college, community college, whatever it might be. But there's also that student that, is the non-traditional student that, that has to, has a family, you know, has a child, maybe might go to work, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And so their, their road is a little different. Um, and oftentimes that person needs a break, right? We all need a little bit of break, of a break. Mm -hmm. And so we have the relationship with Bank of America and we have a Bank of America scholarship. We have 99 sister with 99 sister scholarship. We have, for instance, the regional center, South Central Los Angeles Regional Center. And everybody has a scholarship, right? And right. President Brown, again, being equitable, he's implemented a, uh, a scholarship for any person who has a place of business that provides us a scholarship. Any, any, any business that mm -hmm. you work at that provides um, tuition reimbursement for students, we are going to mm -hmm. work with. We're going to work That's with That's outstanding. That that's exciting. Yep. So it, 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 it's extremely exciting. So it doesn't matter whether you're Bank of America, whether you're, you know, whatever, whatever place that where, where you have the opportunity for your employer, say, hey, let me, let me help you advance your, your, yourself. We want to help. Mm -hmm. We want to be on the other end of that. Close the gap, right? Close right. the gap. Right. Close the gap and, and, and meet that person where they need and want to be. That's exciting that's really, work. That's, yeah, that's, it's really exciting. Um, and, and actually, this is the first time we're talking about it. So I'm, thank you for giving me the platform. Yeah. But it's really, really exciting. And I think I really, I really am looking forward to, again, being a part of the change movement. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so um, I'm really excited about that uh, in terms of um, how just to best make it work for everybody who wants right. to continue their education, whether it be right. large. It's filling the gaps. Right. And it's, it's, it's closing the gap. Yeah, and yeah. and and actually, it's the astuteness to look uh, at the landscape of businesses around you, and look at them in a different light, which is what it seems you've done. You've looked at them in a different light and thought, okay, now look in regard to our students, what is happening here that we exactly. can capitalize on for the benefit of the student and ultimately the local economy. So, that's outstanding yeah. work. So tell me, yeah. tell me about just look into your crystal ball, as Dr. Joe would say, uh, and tell me what do you think is the future of higher education. No pressure. <laughs> you know, for, for me, and I, and I, I think the future of higher education, we're, we're going through a lot. We're going through a lot in education. You know, you, yes, we're, we're going through a lot. 
Um, the pandemic brought on a new um, future that we never thought I think we would have thought of. Right. Um, and, and then obviously whatever was happening with the government and the different rules, et cetera, that they, that they put out there. But I think the future of higher mm-hmm. education um, actually depends on the student change movement. You know, the student change movement, mm-hmm. I think that there's going to be some students who come out and who really push forward uh, what's necessary um, for them within mm-hmm. academia. And I think that that's going to be, so I don't necessarily think I have the crystal ball, but I think I can, I can say that it's going to take, and, it, and, it's, and there's going to be a group of students in the near future who are going to shake up uh, what 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 the what the uh, what the landscape is, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's too far away actually. And I think that I, I really think that the big big universities need to be prepared for that change because I think that they're going to require something different. I don't think that the student of thirty years ago is going to require what the student of tomorrow wants, and so I'm wow. I'm actually excited to see it. I have uh, listened to this show a lot uh, before I became a guest co-host or a guest, and I've never heard that answer. Uh, it's my favorite answer. It's my favorite answer Thank because the, the future does truly belong to the next generation. And I think you really articulated the idea and the enthusiasm around that uh, infusion of motivation and inspiration coming from the most necessary stakeholder in higher education, Troy. Outstanding answer. Thank you so much. I, I, really, um, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, that was wonderful. President Brown, any closing thoughts before I close us out for the day? No, I think this has been wonderful. I, I, I just must add, you know, uh, I'm so proud of Troy. Uh, as you know, he had to overcome a very life-changing experience. Um, and, uh, you know, as a father, it's, it's, it's probably the phone call you'd never want to get, you know. And we, we, mm-hmm. we kind of talked about it yesterday because Troy's a new father. He, uh, re- he has a, a a month and a half old daughter, uh, uh, and um, you know I'm so proud that my 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 children uh, wanted to get into the academic business to use their 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 credentials. Each of them, fortunately, are very well educated, and they uh, three of them are lawyers, and one's a doctor. Troy's, Troy didn't mention that he just finished law school not too long ago. Congratulations. Congratulations. So I'm very proud of the fact that, you know, my, my children, I think it's, I think it's almost every parent's desire that they lay a path that their children voluntarily want to uh, pursue. I've never required any of them to do anything, uh, but they have aspired to be in our business because I think that like myself, my story as a, as a kid, I keep going back to, and, and really is what drives me. I'm a kid from South Central LA. And I say that because I grew up off the streets. I had nothing and very humble beginnings. And uh, it was through only through education that I escaped the poverty and the other social ills that, be, that befall many of sure. young people in these inner city communities. Uh, right. And you know to be able to, to to pave that path and then have your children want to pursue it and better their lives and even more importantly, give to other people to open the doors for so many other people. My, you know, my biggest, I think, one of the most gratifying things to me in life is when someone comes up to me and they say, you know what, President Brown, uh, but for UW, but for UWLA, I would not have been able to become a lawyer, or but mm-hmm. for UWLA, I would not. 
I would not be the president of this company now because right. you guys gave us that opportunity right. and I was able to now achieve what I'm achieving as a CEO or COO of a major sure. company, which 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 we have examples of, mm -hmm. or lawyers or judges, you know, who have gone through our our our, our academic halls. Uh, when I hear that, to be quite frank with you, there's almost nothing that's more valuable to me in terms of other than my family relationships. There's nothing more valuable than me, to me to know that I played a small role in that particular achievement. Absolutely. We are we are very lucky to be in this in this uh, world of educating people and changing their lives. Thank you both so much. I just wanted to close by mentioning uh, that we have danced around a subject of a of a, a Troy Brown's TED talk, and I hope that you'll listen to it as I have. It's a, an incredible story. The title is Troy Brown Overcoming Tragedy. And I think we can all learn a little bit about his resilience and his grit and his ability to turn life around. And now we're celebrating you and your the birth of your daughter. Congratulations, Troy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it, you thank it's you. been an honor to talk to you, and I wish you continued success. Thank you. I'm going to close out our show now. The esteemed President Brown and his esteemed son, Troy Brown, uh, from the University of West Los Angeles. Uh, audience, friends, colleagues, you have just ed upped. Attention. Forbes called commencement the beginning of a new era in higher education a dispensable touchpoint for what's being said in, about, and around higher education now. Don't miss the insights from 125 college and university presidents about what the future of higher education holds. Pick up your copy of Commencement on Amazon today.